0: Welcome back to the Tech & Techers podcast, where we talk all things football, tech, Web3 and NFTs. Brought to you by NFTFC. NFTFC is developing a platform to support athletes early in their careers without having to take percentages of their future earnings. Our platform incentivizes fans and supporters to support athletes early in their careers by giving them benefits and direct access to the player's journey. If you want to check out more about the project, or get involved you can find us at nftoc.club or if you want to get involved in the community you can join our discord to continue the conversation all of our links will be in the show notes this week we sit down with jim and neil from xg studios xg rewards athletes real world sports participation with personalized digital collectibles and the xg utility token as an athlete myself this project is one that i'm really excited by and one i can't wait for you to hear all about enjoy All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Tech and Techers podcast, episode three. Uh, This one's going to be a fun one. I've had the pleasure of speaking to these guys a few times, uh, and it's always good fun. We've got Jim and Neil from XG Studios. Guys, how are you? Good, thanks, (laughs) Finley. How are you?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty good.
0: I'm doing all right. Um, One question we always ask everyone, uh, it's always the first question, is how did your Web3 journey start? Uh, I know you guys were big into social media originally. So what was that transition like?
2: Uh, well, Neil, I'll let you take that. I'll do your NBA Top Shot story on that one.
1: Yeah, f- fine. Yeah, well, look, for, for me, um, when I was at an agency, we we got pitched a few things that were sort of blockchain, Web3 related. And I've got to be honest, it didn't it didn't click the first time around. In fact, it made me feel a little bit stupid that I didn't get it to begin with. So I I did a little bit of research about it and then saw something, um, I think it was in like Sports Pro or something like that to sign up to this new project that the NBA had done a deal with, and it was Top Shot. So got in reasonably early on Top Shot, I think it was like into the closed beta, and that was right at the start of lockdown, I think, in, in the UK. So, you know, there was me just sort of experimenting, spending, you know, like... $50, $20 $50, $20 here and there thinking thinking I was going to get told off by my partner for, for spending this money illicitly at night on like these video clips. But um, yeah, through that experience, it all started to sort of make a little bit of sense. I'm glad it did, obviously, because I, I was thinking, to be honest, if it doesn't make sense now, it, it never never will. And obviously, you know, um, Topshop just went through that kind of massive period of growth and understanding how the kind of community galvanized around that product was really really interesting to be a part of and actually just see seeing how the how the dapper team kind of grew it and managed all of those various stages of of growth was really quite something you know they did something that really hasn't been done before and there were quite a few sort of bumps along the way with you know queues being botted and kyc and growth and whatnot but you know they've done an incredible job so kind of having a bit of a ringside seat to kind of watch that process has been incredible, really, to be
2: honest. In parallel, what I did was I joined a very much a Web2 company when, uh, and uh, sort of like a Snapchat, TikTok type company, working for them, doing sports for them. And if only I hadn't done that, done that, and got into Web3 at the time, I'd now be a whale. Sadly, I've missed that opportunity, which is a bit frustrating. But there we go.
0: You weren't standing there doing all the TikToks, were you, Jim?
2: A little bit like that. It was getting a bit <laughs> awkward. And, uh, and, uh, but actually, it's got kind of, you know, to your point, I think the question about how Web 2 and Web 3, you know, we, we worked a lot in Web 3, sorry, Web 2, you know, doing social media for people like, you know, World Rugby and Manchester City and lots of other teams. And it was just interesting to see how, you know, once you saw NBA Top Shot and you were like, this is mm-hmm. a game changer, it was kind of, it was a bit of an epiphany. You're going, wow. And, You know, to be fair to Dapper, and uh, they did it really well. Um, and uh, you know, it's kind of it just shows how just ownership that whole kind of, especially in sports, you know, kind of owning moments and so on was just really well done. And, and it just literally changed the game, I think, for certainly for me.
0: What about you? Yeah, for me, what about me? What about my journey?
1: Yeah, mine
0: started off very much just from a creator's uh perspective, so I've always been into graphic design and illustration. Uh, and after my professional football days, I say professional football days, it was uh, one very short year. Um, <laughs> yeah. but I came back to Australia and as a kid that's been kind of playing football his whole life, the only thing I was interested other than football was like graphic design, uh, illustration and all that sort of stuff. So I think that natru- uh, naturally kind of led into Web3 um just from a pure creator's perspective um and i think the thing that kind of hit me straight away was it it's so much more than just creators being able to release digital artwork um the the very first project i got into was actually adam bomb squad and the thing that hit me instantly was just how helpful and passionate the community were i was very lucky that a lot of the people that were in the discord when i first jumped in were extremely helpful um so it showed me all of the positives of web3 and and from that moment i kind of knew instantly that i wanted to kind of grow my own project uh, and saw a lot of overlaps between the two communities of web3 and football
1: Um, i think it's really interesting that you say that right because i think working in sort of content and communities and in sport for quite some time people use the word community and have done for quite some time but web3 communities are definitely different there is uh you know a kind of much more personal you know one-to-one kind of set of relationships that are built really that's you know unlike anything that you'd get on facebook or twitter or even youtube you know which is still you know kind of a form of broadcasting or a lot of publishers still do use them as a form of broadcasting and it's great if people get lots of engagement but you know very you know very few people really use it to talk to people and actually web3 is dialogue right there's just so much more dialogue
0: yeah i think web3 is just perfectly suited especially for football communities like when i look at the comparisons between two i more mean like how passionate uh, they both are like football fans are notoriously completely dedicated to their one team uh, and and they live and breathe that team so for me, web three kind of gets exciting is is what do projects look like when they start to give back like benefits and access to their communities um and I think just over the last twenty years, especially with the way football's kind of become more about the money and the owners. I think it's about time that these projects started to come out that actually aim to benefit the fans and the people.
2: Well, you know, we'd, we'd agree entirely. And I think, you know, kind of when you work with those big rights holders, you know, you really do go into meetings and they talk about fan monetization. And they say, and, you know, we do understand that the, um, was that you know the finances of big teams and they're expensive and you know, I can understand with lockdown and no ticket sales and all these things. But I think the the vision with XG, we, we really wanted to come to was to say just to go beyond that and not think of it as just like a, a you know, something to monetize, but actually about how Web3 enables ownership. And I don't think I don't think it's really been explained to people in the um, in the football community about how Web3 changes the game from just posting on on, Mark Zuckerberg's channels to actually owning things and having pieces of content that you own and and belong to you.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, And that's a great segue actually into XG. Um, When you guys first told me about XG as a football player myself, it's something that just sunk in straight away and I think it's got real legs. So either Jim or Neil, if you want to give an explanation
2: of, of what XG is, that'd be great. Go on, Jim. (laughs) Yeah, well, (laughs) yeah, so, well, XG is basically, uh, it's a sort of slight, it's a a mindset shift uh, with with NFTs, but it gives you NFTs and tokens based on your real world footballing performance. So when people go out on Hackney Marshes or wherever they go out and play football for any sort of, you know, uh, league that we can uh, at least ascertain that you are in a league, we will give you tokens and NFTs based on that real world performance. So it's all about, I mean, we have called it play to earn in real life. But it's, that's the idea is that you're getting tokens for your actual, you know, physical performance. And deep down, really, it is about trying to get people to play more. And I think, um, I mean, I could I'll go into my sort of uh, the story I always say was um, we uh, my son was playing football, was playing football a lot, really passionate about it. Uh, and at the end of the season, he kind of, you know, he literally got a little old plastic medal that he held up and was like, you know, he was very excited. Ran around, you know, put it on you know, <laughs> to social channels. But we were just like, actually, do you know what? If it's not really fit for purpose. I mean, it's great a medal and everything. But we wouldn't, you know, we won't take them away. But it made us think that this is a kid who's, um, uh, you know, he's mining his own cryptocurrency. He's got his own YouTube channel. He spends three hours a day in a metaverse in Minecraft. And we're giving him a little plastic medal for it. And that's where the kind of the, the two sort of parts of the puzzle came together. We were saying, actually, that's what you can give people that they can own and earn for their own activity on a football pitch. And we can start to give them some really interesting digital rewards for that for that activity.
0: Yeah, I, I remember when you first told me that, Jim, and it's something that I, I kind of just had a smile with, because when we're on that call, I, I've actually I've brought a prop. I'm going to mute myself because it might be a bit loud for the listeners, <laughs> but...
2: <laughs> there we go <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> loving it so
1: yeah,
2: for the listeners uh, let me get, hold I've, on actually, I'm going to guess that's on the back of the bedroom door is it
1: well, yes yeah, so you can see the,
2: it's uh, in,
0: in the, the wardrobe so when you were saying to me that your son came home and he literally just put all of his medals at the back of the closet mine were literally on a coat <laughs> hanger in the back of the closet I, I haven't pulled them out for so a few years but when you first and for me that's why um that that's why i love the idea of xg like as a as a football player myself having all those medals just stuck at the back of a closet i think it it's a really good idea and and i mean like you said jim like all these kids nowadays they're spending all of their time on minecraft on Fortnite, on facebook on instagram everything is digital um so the idea of actually having medals, uh, MVPs, whatever you guys are going to give the uh, awards for, I think is a really good one.
2: Uh, Neil, you may want to just introduce our uh, most recent football amb- uh, advisor.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, that's that's part of it. I think that that um, is interested, um, Nadam Manua, who's just come on board as an advisor to us. And I think there's kind of like two parallel tracks of our development when I sort of think about the roadmap and what's being built you've got that kind of relationship with the game and those incentives that are tied to your physical activity that generate the rewards and that's one area within itself which has got you know so much potential to develop it and construct the rewards that actually are meaningful um so you know for example we're starting with kind of fairly basic kind of ambitions so things like running a 10k or know wins and and goals but actually if you dig a little bit deeper there are ways in which you can construct rewards that actually relate to specific in-game achievements and once you have the data of what's going in in a game we can effectively build on top of that and incentivize people and reward people uh for specific things that are achieved in the game whether that's clean sheets and and things like that so you know I, i think you know having a a professional footballer who's you know played the game and wants to make it sort of not only relevant to their experience but relevant to you know the type of people like Jim's son that he was talking about. Then that's you know mm. r- really valuable to see how we can tie that together. And then secondly, off the back of that, we've also got these these assets that people are collecting. And then it's a case of okay, how do we create that digital experience and develop that in a really interesting way? You know, how do we reward milestones? How do we Incentivized people to collect in particular ways that take them on a collect, collecting journey it's effectively got a gamified element to it where you're looking at somebody's sort of you know multi-year journey effectively and how they can start to shape how those assets reflect to take a you know a piece of their personality their, their achievements and take that with them into their digital identity so we think that kind of unlocks you know again some really really interesting possibilities that we we you know working quite hard on developing at the moment
0: yeah i think it's a really brilliant idea um i remember when jim was first telling me about it i think like just from the perspective that xg is one of the first kind of projects i've seen that are incentivizing real world performance uh with digital nfts and i think I mean, when I was growing up, it was a constant battle with my dad. My dad's a football coach as well. Um, and he was always pestering me to go out and kick the ball. When I grew up in like a social media age where everything was online, you'd rather be inside playing the PlayStation rather than going outside and kicking the ball. So I think actually tying the two together uh, it is really great. And I think it's going to be one of the one of the first use cases for football, especially. But yeah, I, I think it's a really great idea. Uh how does how does a player or or a team actually go about using XG? Like how do they actually get involved with the project?
2: Neil, yeah, do you want to start that one?
1: Yeah, so I mean to begin with, we're looking at launching with um, you know, grassroots leagues and teams. So we would onboard uh a league at a time and um So there's kind of two layers to it, really. The fundamental um, uh, issue that we need to sort of solve technically, as well as part of that experience, is to kind of have a source of truth. So we'll only be working with leagues where there is some kind of, you know, readily available source of truth. So you know, online league and whatnot. You know, now now that's kind of pretty much widespread in the football pyramid. These kind of things go right down into the kind of lower echelons of, of of football, certainly in the UK. So integrating that source of truth into our product means that there will be profiles both for teams and for the players. So we'll be working with admins at the team level who can onboard all of their teams, uh, all their players, give them a profile, and set them up so that when the results come in and you know people have scored a goal and so on, uh, those rewards can be generated and allocated to that particular profile. So I mean that's the kind of basic overview of the kind of technical integration that needs to take place. But as well as that, as we're kind of developing a, a, like a validation model as well, where the players themselves contribute a match report to the, um, mm. to the XG protocol and can get incentivized as well to contribute some of the match data themselves, which will be validated almost like as a multi-sig wallet. That's the kind of objective that we've got in building the product. Uh, and, and earn basically from contributing to to the protocol.
2: No, no, sorry. I, was, no, I think I think, you know I was actually going to talk about language, um, <laughs> which was like it's interesting when Neil says I think when you get into the crypto space, you say things like a multi-sig wallet quite happily. Like you know, people <laughs> sort of know what it is. And I think that what um, what we, we we've actually just done a um, a piece of research with Pitchero uh, with five hundred and twenty-five grassroots footballers. So Pichiro are kind of their team, uh, team admin software. Um, and uh, it was just interesting to ask people what they thought about um, about crypto and Web3 and all these kind of things. And the basic sort of the basic output was that 70% of people had a real case of FUD. And, you know, I don't, I don't really like that. And crypto, it's all a bit funny and I don't like it. And they were, you know, sort of, you know, and I think because they didn't really understand it, they decided to sort of, you know, not like it. And then those people who did like, crypto knew about it or you know knew what an nft was loved the idea of xg but we just made us realize that once you kind of get the idea that it's something's ownership and you get something it's your reward and you can keep it people are this is great i like it but when we say things like a multi-sig wallet or you know those kind of things people just bit like i don't or even the word nft is a bit weird for you know most footballers you know i don't really know what that is so i think we need to kind of create a language around it and we look we always look to, to the nba top shops where they don't even use the word nft they just call them moments we go, get it i've yeah. got that moment got it absolutely so we're just trying to work out that language about how you validate you know even validate sounds a bit sort of strong does not it but you know how people yeah. sort of say you know just check with the other team about what their school was where they agree with you and then we you know then we have a third party say this yes, that's absolutely right then it's kind of nice and simple for people to understand. So I think that one of the things that we've got at the moment is the, the whole onboarding of, of, of footballers process will be quite interesting. And uh, and that's the first thing. We'll be doing some tests this summer, some prototype leagues. And it would just be really interesting to see how normal people, normal footballers, kind of um, start to warm towards um, XG and the kind of, you know, the Web3 benefits.
1: But you touched on something yeah. It'd be interesting to get your take on it, actually, Finley It's just like this sort of popular narrative that's developing around football's relationship with crypto because I think there are so mm. many stories you know every day and we're seeing them on the, all of our kind of social media about these big sponsorship deals and you know hundreds of millions of dollars and so on um you know I think it's it's very difficult to kind of have a conversation in amongst a lot of that noise it's 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 quite interesting particularly you have got projects that are doing something a, a, a little bit different like like yours you know like nftfc You know, people might find it difficult to, you know, even understand how our projects are almost crypto projects because they maybe seem, you know, slightly different to what people are, you know, seeing on social media, which is fairly kind of sensational in the way that it's being managed. Yeah, I I
0: think, and it's why I kind of resonated with everything XG is doing. It's like our projects are coming from a, a place of like, we're trying to solve a real-world problem, um, whereas I think a lot of these other projects um, and and just media being media, you, you tend to always get, or not always, but majority of the time you tend to get the negative projects, um, which tend to cloud people's judgment of the space. But I think with a lot of these companies uh, and also influencers that are coming into the space, they're coming into the space with the pure intention of making financial gains. Um, Now, whether they put that across or not, I think it's really easy to kind of tell whether a project or a founder is actually in it for the short-term financial gain. Unfortunately for some people, it's not so obvious and they kind of find out after they buy into the NFTs. But I think there's, there's almost a lot of work that needs to be done because uh, right now there's too many projects that are having their their primary focus is on that short-term gain. And, and to an extent, like, I can understand why football fans might be cautious to get into the NFT space. Like, I would almost advise my parents to not get into the NFT space just because they're an older generation and might not necessarily understand all the scams that go on. Um, but, I mean, I made a... Twitter posts this morning, I don't know if you guys saw it, and it was a thread about why I think football is perfectly suited towards web three and when I think about all the scams that happen it it kind of like reflects on the fact that the owners aren't doxed and what's really stood out to me through all the conversations I've been having with all these football projects is all these football projects are fully doxed, and the founders have no problem showing their faces like we're real people that have lived and breathed football for years um, and we're actually trying to solve real issues. Uh, so I think like that, that's probably the big reason I think that football fans should try and learn some more about the NFT space and actually realize that there's real world access and benefits for them before just looking towards the media articles that are saying, oh, this is a scam and all the rug pulls that go on
1: yeah it's going to be a bit of a bit of a journey isn't it and i think um the words are so loaded at the moment and actually just owning digital stuff until that just becomes commonplace and part of the things that you own you know some of which you value some of which is junk you know some things that you collect because they've got emotional value or financial value i mean that's the full spread just like real world assets right so until mm. that kind of understanding creeps in through, you know, big projects, projects like Top Shot and others, then I think there's still probably going to be some challenges with sentiment, but, you know, it'd just be interesting to see how that journey unfolds and how long it takes because there's certainly um, a lot of progress, you know, as we go on. I think more and more people are understanding all the time, you know, how it fits in with their, their world, with their perspective, with their life, with their, their digital experience and real world experience.
0: Yeah, I think what's important as well is to just for anybody that's thinking about getting in the space or even anybody that's in the space now is just doing your research on the project and the founders. And and for me anyway, that's like the biggest thing that can help you avoid scams. Um, and I think it's almost the people that don't do their research on the founders or the project that tend to get scammed, unfortunately. Um, a question I had is like, what are you guys... How are you guys going about onboarding and, like, how have you found that journey? Um, I know, obviously, NFTFC, we found it difficult trying to convince football fans of the NFT space, but I'd love to know your experiences on that and what you're kind of planning on doing to onboard people onto XG. Yeah,
2: uh, so far, I mean, we've been quite... We've been quite, actually, strangely, not really talking to football fans, particularly while we organise everything and get our kind of prototype sorted out. So, we're, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting sort of... Um, time for us because we're actually going through a kind of investment round which is a, a you know an interesting time we're getting a lot of interest from from investors but we have to use we you know it's about selling a token and so e- instantly to the conversation about what is this project how does it work when you speak to football fans about it they're a bit like haven't quite understood so the, the basic principle is what we'll do is once we go through, you know, get the prototype um, running this, this summer. And then once we've got something we can show people, it'll be much clearer about how it works, and how we can onboard them. And that's when the journey really starts. So I think mm. the kind of the plan at the moment is to kind of you know get the, the prototypes working and then, then people will be quite clear about how that how that works.
1: Yeah, and I think we're probably going to going to test with quite small cohorts of people as well so that we can you know, just speak to them as humans and, and make them understand what we're trying to achieve. I think as we scale, which we'll hopefully get to that phase at some point soon, um, you know, humanising that experience and building a community, a real community around around um, grassroots football and the kind of journeys that players are on is going to be really important. So having some kind of, you know, community management voices and faces on screen, you know, making it... Um, an interesting, engaging experience that has got that kind of like learning journey sort of just hardwired into it. We know that there's a large portion of the audience who at the moment don't really get NFTs or crypto. Um, However, they, you know, might be interested in getting involved in a community that celebrates their achievements if they keep winning or keep scoring goals. So I think, you know, that's a kind of, um, you know, that's a really fun part of it, to be honest, for us, which kind of um, draws very much from, you know, the background we've got of kind of building communities around content and you know, making sure the content, mm-hmm. you know, um, has a purpose, really, I suppose, to the project.
2: Sorry, Fidel, as I was going to say, been community, they kind of, they, they, um, you go, but where's your community? And you go, well, there will be a community around XG and discussing the next drop and what's going on and so on. But actually, weirdly, each team is its own community. So, you know, kind yeah. of within it, you're almost speaking to ready-made communities. You just have we're kind of offering them something that they can use and enjoy. And, you know, there's a whole kind of, well, we originally set out a few months ago, we were talking about the idea of a team as a DAO almost, you know, how do you reward mm-hmm. each other within a, within a team and how do you applaud ground uh, behavior? We're, 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 we're among friends here, Finley. we can talk about the uh, the left back problem which is in football, you often don't get much uh, reward if you're a left-back you don't score very often. <laughs> yeah. You know, if your is bad, you don't get many clean sheets. So we're just trying to find ways to incentivize teams within that and to get teams to be like mini-communities. But the idea that, you know, kind of when you speak to visitors, where are you going to get your community from? You're like, it's football. <laughs> it's just, it's built on community. That's kind of what we do. Yeah. So it's a sort of slightly different space than, uh, than where crypto projects are at, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean that's a really good point. Like the communities are already there, and I think it gets really interesting. And it's something we we're going to look to do with NFTFC as well. Is a lot of these people are on the outside just observing, but what does it actually look like if they're kind of forced into the space? And if if you're given an NFT, you're going to want to learn more about the actual space and what that NFT kind of entitles you and what it means um so i think that's really interesting and and it's almost like if one person in the team was interested it kind of forces all the other people in the team into the space as well so i think the communities are there in football especially uh so i really like what you guys are doing with almost like rewarding people's real world benefits by giving them an nft um what does life look like beyond players getting nfts for their real world performance so there any future plans for xg how do you plan on evolving the project
1: yeah so i mean that's that's the, one of the many fun parts of this i guess in a way is developing that digital experience around those assets so that's that's the place where i think we can really look to explore and have some fun build out some collaborations because obviously um you know one of the big topics in Web3 is interoperability and the, the ability for you to take your assets wherever you'd like to go into these new metaverse worlds and communities that are being created. So, you know, we would hope that, you know, an XG collection of some sort, we can create some of those benefits. We can forge collaborations with, you know, a whole host of partners, whether these are real world brands that have got some kind of space in metaverse worlds or gaming worlds, it creates quite a lot of opportunities for 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 us to build build out and explore in really interesting ways so now that's definitely going to be a fun part of it but to begin with obviously we've got to make those kind of um those foundation stones those kind of first core collecting nfts you know really clear and really interesting and relate to those very personal milestones that people are, are building you know on their in the, on their sporting journey so no potentially it's quite an interesting long long road but trying to stay focused on the first steps at the moment because it's just you know what it's like there's just so much to do when you're just starting out like us
0: yeah and i think like what the project looks like now um and when you actually end up releasing the nfts and giving them away for people's participation but in six months time like the space is going to look completely different And i think that's For me as a founder anyway what's most exciting is that i mean even in a month or two what we can do as a project is going to be like drastically different to what we can actually achieve now and i think that's just the pace at which uh the space is evolving um one kind of interesting point about xg yeah the the most interesting part i found about xg is like with actually giving away nfts for people's participation i think like the artwork itself needs to be appealing and it's like jim you mentioned it on the first call we had like that's for all these young people actually getting into the space it it almost doesn't really mean anything if the artwork they're getting for their participation isn't up to standard and it's really good to see xg kind of putting an emphasis on that do you guys want to talk more about Kind of who you brought on board for that
1: yeah yeah love to so um we're going to be working with um creative studio called future romance which has been founded by a chap called hugo Boesch, um who's got a background in making you know nfts crypto art, and i suppose like his most sort of famous project is um the Adidas into the Metaverse drop, you know, which was the big collaboration with those guys, all up club and punks comics. So he was involved in the creation of some of the CGI animations behind that, the NFTs themselves. Um, and that was, a, you know, I think a collab with an agency called RNA, but, you know, amazing work. Obviously it was really, really high impact. And I think the bit that resonates with us about the whole, um, that whole release was I suppose, like the mechanics of that, how it's it's something that isn't just a, you know, a static NFT drop. You know, there is a very, very clear evolution to those assets, which are really, really well thought through as to how the assets evolve. You know, with each merch drop, there's different phases to the project. Um, so I think, you know, we're starting to see, you know, with those guys and with people at Artifact Studios as well, who've created, you know, these, these assets which are clearly sort of brimming with some kind of future life and potential. Um, you know, that's very much kind of where we can see things going is that there's a going to, you know, a very sort of big, you know, long form journey that will play out with the assets that you collect. Um, and, you know, so definitely not a sort of Microsoft ClipArt approach. To what things, to what things look like, they've really got to be just absolutely brimming with with potential, really, and, and just fun as well, right? So, you know, hopefully, we're we're, we're taking people into a you know a slightly different world that operates in parallel to, to their football life. So, you know, it's going to be a really fun journey working with with Hugo on that on that side of it.
2: I'll take it. I love those guys. I was going to say I love working those guys because they let them think two or three years in advance. I'm kind of like, like, can we just get the NFT out? And they're like, don't do that. Think about this, about how this is going to evolve and how players are going to do that over the next two to three years. And I think that's the kind of genuinely the interesting part. We've got to get footballers to go on a journey with us. And it won't be kind of, you know, just drop and drop. And you might, if you play for, as I say, if I play for my son's team, it'll be like eight losses in a row. So we've got to manage those kind of things as well as, you know, those people doing 10 wins in a row. And how does that all work and it's quite a complex kind of um uh, uh canvas but it's quite it's the fun part as well
1: i think yeah do you know what you just mentioned a bit that we, we we haven't talked about actually yet as well is that you know this sounds like it could be something that's only of interest to you if you're just like clocking up w's and scoring scoring hat tricks every week <laughs> and as i know that's that <laughs> that isn't always the case um so i think you know there's a really interesting opportunity for us to reward members of our community you know on a regular basis by some of their activity you know people who are you know repeatedly on the wrong end of a hiding you know we will have an opportunity to celebrate <laughs> them
2: because
1: and like a it, little ceremony <laughs> It, it, exactly i mean this is it we want to we want to you know surprise people as well so that the kind of reward experience isn't just so formulaic that it's just like you know i'm only involved in this if i'm copying up wins and it really should surprise yeah. people and that can be nfts but also real life experiences as well and it could be you know yeah. defensive coaching sessions for example you know who knows but it's a really fun part of it
0: yeah, you can just have like an MP4 of Jim laughing at you if you get spanked like ten nil. <laughs>
2: yeah, no,
1: I,
0: I think you touched on something really important there as well, and it's uh, it it goes beyond actually getting the NFT. Um, like it, for example, if you win a game, just getting an NFT to say that you won a game, and I think the idea of like if somebody lost by a considerable considerable margin and actually giving them training sessions it's actually the the benefits that you can give that are attached to the nft as well it's not just a little digital collectible that you can flex like you can actually attach like real world value to these nfts
1: yeah yeah no completely and uh, you know that that, that's you know going to be the one of the interesting parts of uh of building that side of the project
2: no, I was going to say, I th- and I think also one of the things that we also haven't quite worked out is just how m- many moons ago, when uh, we start talking about kind of, you know, back to your collection of medals, that sort of digital trophy cabinet. I think one of the interesting things is, you know, you have still got those medals, to be fair. You kind of, they have meant enough to you that you really did keep them. And I think that's the bit that we kind of, we also need to understand is how personal these things can be. And if you do beat your Derby, your, sorry, your league rivals by you know, five goals that one time, you are going to want to keep something. And even if the it's just the metadata that says, you know, you won, you, it was 5-0 and that sort of thing, people will want to, to keep that. And how that whole sort of personal collecting experience pans out will be quite an interesting one over, the, over time as well.
0: Yeah, and I, I think it goes back to what we were saying before. Like they can almost take on a life of their own. Like they don't necessarily, I think with the space advancing so quickly, there's going to be so much room to actually do something with those nfts and trophies in the future like they're not i think the thing with these physical medals is they just literally sit there and do nothing and collect dust and that's kind of why there's a need for xg and i think not only the benefits but i mean what you could actually do with those nfts like you could almost evolve them and and reward people for having a certain amount of wins or, or winning the season i think it can really evolve over time it doesn't necessarily just have to sit there as i've won this game and that's it that, i just look at it once and never see it again
2: Finley, if you weren't doing nftfc we'd have you come and work for us <laughs> you're thinking about <laughs> is it in exactly the the right way and i think it's just it's just been exciting exciting journey
0: yeah i'd definitely share that excitement for you guys um and i think Just the emphasis you guys are actually putting on the community itself and going to the source and to the community and getting their insights as to what they think it would look like, I think is a really good move. Um, What do you think other kind of projects should be focusing on when coming into the NFT space? I think you guys have got it really well, so I'm really interested into what you think projects should be doing or, or where some projects are necessarily going wrong
2: well i think there i think there are some projects that we've been following like like punks comics and well meals you a know, big punks comic guy and those kind of comics where you actually really have got a kind of you can see an evolution whereby they've started small with a kind of you know comic but it's going to go into basically you know without being silly they want to be a kind of marvel comics competitor and you go right we're going to start small but we're going to get to this sort of place and I think it's those ones where you go you're going on that journey with them whereas actually you kind mm. of you know without being silly I thought you know mm. Liverpool did a launch of sort of uh, characters the other day and it just didn't seem like it was going to go anywhere you're like okay I've got this picture but that's kind of where it ends and you're like wow so I think kind of that, that having it's you know you, you you're invested in NFT for an emotional reason and it's and it, taking you on a journey you're, you've joined part of a club and i guess to be honest that's why Bored apes and all that stuff has worked so well yes it is a picture of a monkey but what you've actually done is joined a club that's quite interesting and innovative and that's where i think that the you know, the projects really come out is when you've got a, a journey that you you're taking people on yes yeah,
0: that's, that's a really good point and it it's something i actually speak with uh jack from overtime a lot about and he talks about the actual experience uh that the nft holders go through so not only not only like having the community at the core of everything you do but i think the experience of them actually being involved in the project and it not just being i'm going to buy this nft sit there and look at the floor price and hope it goes up and i think that's where communities get built on is is the actual experiences and benefits you can provide them through that nft
1: yeah, I mean, that's, you're absolutely right. And I think there is a certain element of the kind of NFT space at the moment where your experience is actually just firmly tied. You're strapped into the kind of financial roller coaster and potential, which, you know, let's be honest, sort of makes things, you know, slightly more exciting. Um, so, uh, you know, that, that's a really interesting component. And we'll see how long that kind of remains part of know nfts or just a part of the nft scene scene but i think what we're trying to do with xg a wee bit is kind of look slightly beyond that you know people aren't Mm. necessarily sort of buckling into a kind of like financial experience of holding that asset which so much of you know the nft space is at the moment you know people are clearly looking for something not only that they believe in but and want to support but actually you know there's a you know inescapably there's a Financial component to that, which does kind of, I suppose, shape your experience in quite a significant way at the moment.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. Um, if, if for any of the listeners like wanted to learn more about XG, like where, how can they get involved? Like, what's the next like steps for XG? Like, obviously, you're in this stage now where you're getting investments, but what's the next stage for somebody that would actually want to be involved with the project?
1: Uh,
2: Quite simply, drop us a line. Uh, but we're still small, but we're, we're growing. And you know, Twitter, uh, Telegram, uh, to be honest, we haven't got our Discord going yet because we're waiting for football to have the project sort of working before we really start to, to talk to people. But we're, if people if, if have, are out there and have got a team that they're uh, interested in putting into a, a prototype league, just drop us a line. And I think we just appreciate kind of, um, you know, a bit like TFC just appreciating what people are saying about things. And it's just interesting to hear so just, just getting involved in the in the first instance would be would be fantastic.
1: Yeah, definitely. And we're going to be, you know, probably like hiring soon as well. So if people, you know, have got um, skills, whether they're developers or community managers, then, you know, love to hear from them and get involved. Just reach out. It'd be great to connect.
0: Yeah, I'm more than happy to uh, put my team in the ring to be one of the testers. Uh, just, just as long as I can get like a little MVP NFT every week.
2: <laughs> you've got to get the scores yeah, in not. first you've got to do it on the pitch first
0: <laughs> yeah the, the scores will be about 6-0 every week and I'll be scoring all 6 just so I can rack up the NFTs <laughs> uh, no it's been a really good chat guys I think we'll, we'll try and keep it uh, short when I say short it's been 43 minutes already but I mean it's always interesting talking to you guys and I think you've really kind of got a grasp of the the Web3 space and are really using it uh, how it should be using. So I, I really love talking to you guys. Um, do you guys know that XG Studios Twitter off by heart? If anybody listening wanted to go follow you,
1: I think it's XG Studios underscore. Little cheeky underscore at the end.
0: Very yeah. crypto. <laughs> you should put a XYZ or ETH at the end of that. Hey, it's yeah. very crypto. Yeah. We'll wrap it up there then. Um, so go and follow XG Studios on uh, Twitter and check out their website. I think they're doing really great things. Uh, I'm, very, I'm very excited to see what you guys do with the project
1: uh, and I can't wait to keep talking to you guys. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, great to talk to you.